0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's the 9th of Rabiul Akhir 1431 corresponding with the 25th March 2010. Uh, this is your program out from the Stiya Studios in Johannesburg, uh, Laylatul Jum'ah and your program is Tazkiyah with me Musa Akudiye in the studio and our Honorable Sheikh Kamaluddin Ahmad all the way from Pakistan live. Our SMS line for the program, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to communicate your questions to us. Inshallah aziz we shall pass them over to the Sheikh, and Inshallah aziz if it's not this week, then in the ensuing weeks we will attend to them. The SMS line is 27 I repeat the SMS line, 27 and if you want to connect with cii on cyberspace then its audio streaming www.ciibroadcasting.net assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh
1: alaikum assalam mr noor how are you mlana msafa
0: i'm wonderful sheikh and how are you Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah Sheikh last week you gave us a very very interesting uh, subject uh, on the heart you mentioned its importance and you spoke about the three types of Qulub the three types of heart the the kalbi mayyit and uh, the kalbi Marid the kalbi Salim the dead heart the sick uh, heart and the purified and untainted heart so Sheikh uh, I'm sure this is uh, you know uh, a, a, sub- a subject that requires so much more uh, explanation and uh, inshallah, see if she can continue with that particular subject from last week, we shall really appreciate
1: that. Yes, Alhamdulillah, wa was a salam and I'll be bad. he billahi be in a tough amount of time. i man of the him. What i What the bit Every organ and every faculty that we have in our human self has a particular sifat or has an attribute. Just like the attribute of the eyes is vision, is to see. The attribute of the ears is hearing to listen just like that the kalb has an attribute and one way in fact for us to tell how salim our qalb is for us to tell how pure and untainted our qalb our spiritual heart is is to see how well it is functioning in its attribute just like a person who has perfect vision can say their eyes are saline a person may have impaired vision, may have partially impaired vision, and a person may have a complete absence of the attribute of the eyes, yeah. and a complete absence of the attribute of vision, yeah. and we will call that person blind. Yeah. So just like that, we can understand the examples of Kalbun Mayat, Kalbun Mariz, and qalbun salim. Yeah. That that person who has perfect, the perfect, the attribute of the qalb in the most perfect way, in a kamil and mukammal sense, that they are perfect and complete in the attribute of the spiritual heart, they will have a kalbun salim. And that person in whom the attribute is impaired, or is hampered, or is limited, or is imperfect, incomplete, mm-hmm. but at the same time is not entirely absent, that person will be in the kalbun muriz. Mm-hmm. And the third is that person who... Com- completely lacks that attribute the attribute of the qalm, the spiritual heart is completely absent null and void inside them that person will be called a person with a Qalb and Mayyat so that leaves us with the question that what exactly is this attribute of the Qalb well just like the attribute of the eyes is to see and the attribute of the ears is to hear the attribute of the qalm is the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that person who is always perfectly able to remember allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is a major sign that they have a qalb salim that person who is able to partially remember allah partially be in a state of zikr but also sometimes falls in its opposite falls into a state of ghaflat which means that state which is the absence of the remembrance of allah uh, sometimes we translate ghaflat as heedlessness as mindlessness, what it really means is being heedless of Allah, mindless of Allah, heartless of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Raflat is the absence of zikr, ghaflat is what we call in Arabic admi zikr. And then that person who doesn't have the attribute at all means that they're not able to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all. 0% zikr, 100% ghaflat, that is a kalbun mayat. 100% 100% zikr, 0% ghaflat, that is the kalbun salim. And anywhere in the middle is the kalbun maris. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then has linked zikr and the qalb in different ayat in the Qur'an al-Karim. For example, number one, Allah bi-zikrillahi tatma al that only and only in the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do the qalub, to the spiritual hearts, find peace and tranquility. So it, when the qalb is obviously salim, then it finds peace and tranquility in making the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like when the eyes are salim, they find their itminan in gazing upon a beautiful scenery. When the ears are salim, they find their itminan in listening to a noble and beautiful kalam, the Qur'an, the Kitabullah, the Qur'an al Kareem. Just like that, when the qalb is salim, when the spiritual heart is pure and intact and sound, then that qalb gets itminan only and only from the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a big problem that we have is that because we don't have a Salim and we have a diseased heart, Mm -hmm. because we have a diseased heart, we don't take our itminan. Mm -hmm. And that heart of ours that is diseased, that spiritual heart of ours that is diseased, does not take complete itminan from the zikr of Allah Mm SWT, but rather it is taking some of its itminan from zikr and some of its itminan from ghaflat. Mm -hmm. And that is how Allah SWT then explained the ultimate level of ghaflat, وَلَا تَطَيْء مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ an Zikrina And do not follow, do not obey, do not emulate that person who Allah Ta'ala says that we have made ghafil, we have made heedless, we have made absent from zikr. qalbuhu His spiritual heart and zikrina from our zikr. And then this person is described as a person who does ittiva of their Hawa, who follows their own desires. So we understand then that Zikr is on one side and Ghassat is on the other side, whereas the person who has Qalb Salim and has Zikr of Allah, they follow the Qur'an, Sunnah and Sharia, to whatever extent we don't have Iqalbun salim that means to whatever extent we don't have the Zikr of Allah, that means to whatever extent we have fallen into Ghaflat, means that we will be following our desires, our Hara. Yeah. And we will be then looking for Itminan in fulfilling and following our desires, and we will therefore not correspondingly to however much we seek Itminan, we seek peace and tranquility, in following our desires, correspondingly then we will not find minan, peace and tranquility, in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in praying salah, and reciting Quran, and reciting istighfar, reciting salawat, making maraqaba, silent zikr of the heart, reciting different tasbihat, etc. Mm-hmm. So now a question then two practical questions we want to address tonight. One is that can, is there any way we can figure out, put it this way, number one is preventive medicine, and number two is curative medicine. That is there any way that we can prevent our cult from getting further release? And then if we can, if any way, identify and diagnose those factors that lead to our heart becoming diseased, then not only can we have preventive medicine and stay away from those factors, but having identified them, we'll be better able to do step number two, which is curative medicine to try to cure and heal ourselves from those debilitating factors. So we can view it like this. It's like pollution. Just like in this day and age, people talk about noise pollution. And noise pollution means there's an abundance of all types of other noise, raucous noise, unpleasant noise, that pollutes our ears, pollutes the environment such that our ears become affected. Just like that, there is something called gull pollution, that there are certain things that pollute our heart. There are certain things that lead to these umbras or these spiritual illnesses or ailments in our heart. Mm. And if we can identify what those pollutants are, then we can, number one, try to stay away from them. And number two, knowing what they are, we can see if any of them have entered into our heart. And number three, then once we realize that they have entered, we can try to remove them one by one. And we can, no matter how explained can explain this, is that there are different doors or portals into a person's gulp. Mm-hmm. And the first portal is the eye. That means whatever we see has an effect on our qalb. What we see and the things we look at will have an immediate effect on whether we have a qalbun salim, a qalbun mureed, or a qalbun mayat, a pure heart, a diseased heart, a crippled heart, or a dead heart. The things that we look at. And it's that simple. Yeah. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Quran, the Kareem, interestingly, has mentioned two things. Mm-hmm. Number one is that we should lower our gaze from members of the opposite gender. And this how come of Allah has been given in the Qur'an al equally to males and females? Allah SWT addresses that the male believers should lower their gaze and the female believers should lower their gaze. And the opposite is that it's staying away from something that is noise pollution, uh, sorry, uh, visual pollution in this case, pollution to our heart, coming through the eyes, just like that, there are certain things that we can see that will bring us to a kalim And even that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Qur'an al-Karim, a separate thing. On the one hand, He has mentioned not to look at those things that are going to pollute our heart and make our heart a sick or diseased or dead heart. On the second hand in the Qur'an, He has told us, to look at those things. Not to lower our gaze from those things that will bring our heart to Kalbun Salim. And that is in the very same ayah of Surah Ka'af. Allah subhanahu ta'ala says in the Quran, Wasbir that you should restrain yourself, you should make yourself, you should force yourself to sit in the company. ma' to sit in the company, the Ma'iyat, the presence. yadūna of those people who call upon their Rabb, who are constantly remembering, invoking, supplicating, praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the morning and the evening. Mm-hmm. And their irada, their wish, their desire is the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there are two things, there are two things Allah subhanahu mentioned in the Qur'an. Number one, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted us to lower our gaze from those things that would affect our heart, pollute our heart. And number two, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us not to lower our gaze, i.e. to keep our gaze directed on those things, those beings, those humans that would purify our heart. And this itself, if a person could even just understand this one philosophy of the Qur'an al not to look at this type of person and to keep our gaze focused on this type of person. So the first avenue to our spiritual heart is our eyes. And I was saying that there are two things in the Qur'an al One which Allah tells commands us not to look at, to lower our gaze from. And those are the unlawful loves and attractions we have towards members of the opposite gender. And the second... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us to focus on, to direct our gaze on intently and not to lower our gaze from. And those are the pure loves that we have for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the love that we have for the awliya'ullah, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I think that really for those people who are considering or who are beginning or indeed who are traveling and traversing the path of the soul and saluk, if we could master these two things then we would be able to reach the end of our journey and in this day and age it's amazing that all of the media all of the ideology is specifically directed at cutting us off from these two teachings so the first thing is that all of the media all of the popular culture all of the fashion all of the society is trying precisely to attract our gaze Every billboard, every ad, every magazine, every newsstand, almost any place in every place a person goes, they're assaulted with print media, video media, satellite media, etc., etc., etc. All of that effort, we can construe all of that effort as going directly against this eye of the Kurnalakuni. And then secondly, intellectually, on the battle so all of the power is being used to attract a person's enough to go against the first ayah to go against the teaching to lower our gaze from unlawful and impermissible loves of the opposite gender. And then secondly an incredible effort is being done through philosophy, through atheism, through modernism, through reformism, through liberalism, through all of that to create in us a sense of individualism. And therefore to make us think that we don't need to keep our gazes intently focused and our company directly focused such that we shouldn't even lower our gaze from the people of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so an intellectual attack and a nafsi attack is being done to sever us from both of these ayahs or at least from one of them. And because of that, because we don't save ourselves from looking at those things that we shouldn't look at, our heart becomes polluted. And because we don't keep our gaze focused on those things that Allah, Allah told us not to lower our gaze from, our heart fails to become pure. It's that simple. So the first thing, the first avenue into our spiritual heart is our eyes. Every single thing. And we should think like that, that every single thing that we see has a direct effect on our gulb. There may be some things that are slightly beneficial, some things that are very beneficial, seeing the Kaaba, etc. And there may be some things that are slightly harmful, there may be some things that are extremely harmful. There is almost nothing that will have no effect even those things that are merely permissible, if we see them also for the sake of the obedience and worship of Allah Taala, for the remembrance of Allah, for the sake of the pleasure of Allah Taala, then even those things can become beneficial if we can make a need or an intention to do so. That is why sometimes a person, when we do a sin, this is another thing our Mashiach have taught us, is that sometimes it's not necessary that this is the only way to expiate or to compensate for our sins, but sometimes if a person does a particular type of sin, one way to make up for that is to do a good deed from the same organ, from the same faculty. So if a person commits a sin with their eyes Mm -hmm. and looks at those things or lets their gaze be attracted to those members of the opposite gender that were not permissible outside of their nikah, Mm -hmm. then a person can make up for that by trying to spend more of their time in the company of the ulama and uliya to keep the company of the San again to focus their gaze on them even more intently that they misdirected their gaze where they shouldn't have. That person can spend more time casting their gaze on the Kaaba, more time casting their gaze on the Qur'an So this is the first avenue that enters into our heart. And I think the most powerful Generally speaking, (laughs) even classically, it is held to have been the most powerful. And in this age of incredible visual media and visual culture, I think without a doubt, in this day and age, it is the single most powerful avenue uh, from from among our different senses that affects our calm, affects our spiritual heart. And Allah has made it so incredible that he's given us an eye that in order to lower the gaze or even to close the gaze entirely is just a fraction of a second. And it's amazing how much complete power and ability we have. Mm-hmm. So there are some things that a person may say, Oh I don't have the ability. For example a person who is sick says I don't have the strength to pray the Hajj all night. And they could be factually correct, even though Allah telling me still send them with strength from a source that they would never imagine if they had tried, mm-hmm. but at initial level they would have been corrected. Yes, you don't have the strength for that. Mm-hmm. A person could say, I'm old, I'm handicapped, or I don't, my knees are weak, I don't have the strength or ability if I'm a muckamakara to make da'af after da'af after da'af. Mm-hmm. So there are many, many things that we may indeed have, physical or even intellectual limitations. Mm -hmm. But this activity of lowering the gaze is something that Allah Taala has given every single human being, absolute, complete power and control Mm -hmm. over our eyes, and has made it so simple, a small little eyelash, a fraction of a second, that's all it takes to close it entirely, let alone even a fraction of a fraction of a second, to simply lower our gaze or lower the focus of our eye. SubhanAllah. Now this is why uh, that doing this carries so much reward and failing to do so carries so much sin. Doing so, what reward does it carry? If a person lowers their gaze from something that they were tempted with or afflicted with or faced with or presented with and they lower their gaze from that for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that moment, that moment is a moment of kubool, it's a du'a At that moment, the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah will accept the du'as, any du'a that a person makes. It's an incredible reward. And similarly, it's an incredible punishment for not lowering the gaze. And one can do a kiyas, so it may draw an uh, inference by analogy, from a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ in which he said that we should stay away from and safeguard ourselves completely from urine Because the majority of the punishment of the grave is due to urine. And here the muhaddisin, the hadith scholars, have written when commenting on the hadith that the reason is that this was something that a person could have been careful about, but they neglected it, they took it lightly. It was something that was in their ability, but they took it lightly, they had a ghafnat on it. So if that's true about safeguarding ourselves from impurities, physical impure substances, then it's all the more true about safeguarding and saving ourselves from impurity of vision because Allah Ta'ala has made it very easy and within our reach to have safeguarded our gaze. Mm-hmm. Subhanallah. The second most powerful avenue that reaches and affects directly the state of our qalb our spiritual heart, is our tongue. What we say... And we should think that every single thing that we say, every word that we speak, every syllable that we utter, will either be counted for us or against us on the Day of Judgment, will either have a positive effect or a negative effect on our kalib, on our spiritual heart in this world. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this also extremely, 100% within our power. Mm -hmm. How much, who can say they don't have the strength to close their lips, to seal their lips, to not even speak the words of lying or envy or backbiting or jealousy or fraud or deception or exaggeration or embellishment or improper and crude and lewd joking and jesting and all of the other things that we do with our tongue. It's exactly like the eye. And this is the mercy of Allah's Fatallah. That he gave us certain faculties that would have an effect on our spiritual heart and he made it extremely easy for us to pre- to have it take preventive measures and prevent those faculties from having any negative effect on our heart. So I mentioned a very quickly, I meant very quickly mentioned a laundry list of a whole series of things that we may speak and utter and say with our tongues that would have a very harmful effect on our spiritual heart. Lying, envy, backbiting, gossip, rumors, slander, etc., etc. Then, there are things that if we recite them with our tongue, or us- utter them with our tongue, it has an extremely positive effect on our heart. Number one is tilawat of the Qur'an al-Kareem, praying salah, nafil salah, reciting istighfar, durood and salawat making du'a, reciting tasbihat, subhanallah wa bihamdi, subhanallah azim making some type of articulated Vocalized, utter, zikr, and remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of these things are positive. These things will bring us closer to a kalamun salim. And just like we mentioned with the eye, the same thing is true for the tongue, that the sins that we do with our tongue can sometimes be compensated or sometimes be, uh, the effect, the bad effect of the sins we do with our tongue can be offset by the good effects of good things we do with our tongue. So sometimes a person should think Then, if we feel that we are afflicted with the sins of the tongue, then we should try to become more regular and we should push ourselves to do more worship with our tongue. Even if it's nothing more than a subhanAllah, an alhamdulillah, an inshallah, a jazakallah, etc. All of these uses of the tongue and the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have a purifying effect on our cult. And the first avenue to the spiritual heart, of the eye The second avenue to the spiritual heart was the tongue. The third avenue to our spiritual heart are the things that we hear. And again, we should think, every single thing that we hear and listen to will have an effect on us. And we see that even the words of an ordinary person. And in fact, if nothing else, uh, the medium that we and you and all of our listeners get together, radio. Mm. That itself is showing the power of the voice. Mm. And, in, and this power has been used very negatively also. So the whole notion of musical lyrics mm-hmm. what was much, much later than they came up with the idea of giving imagery to these lyrics, which they call videos, mm-hmm. initially music was all about the audio, mm-hmm. it was about listening. And they knew if a person heard certain words, their whole being would be conditioned. If they heard lyrics of romance or heard lyrics of violence and all of Modern neuroscience and psychology attest to this fact that if you hear lyrics of romance, that is what you will think about. Mm -hmm. If you hear lyrics repeatedly of violence, Mm -hmm. that is what you will think about. Mm -hmm. Whatever you hear will affect your heart. Mm -hmm. They may not use the word heart, but they will say whatever you hear will affect you. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what our dean is teaching us, that whatever we hear is going to affect us. Mm -hmm. Whatever we hear and listen to will either count for us or against us. On that day will either be of benefit to us or harm to us in this world Mm -hmm. if we hear words that are unlawful if we hear songs that are unlawful if we hear lyrics or tunes or poems about topics that are unlawful or misleading all of these things are going to pollute our heart Mm -hmm. are going to blacken and darken our heart Mm -hmm. are going to sicken and disease our heart Mm -hmm. On the contrary, if we listen to the Quran name, if we listen to different types of dhikr, if we listen to permissible Naat and anashid or Nasheed, Hums, praises of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, praises of the Prophet sallallahu praises of the Deen of Islam, etc. If we listen to a good Nasiha, the biyakrim of some hadith, a Deen Nasiha, that Deen consists at the heart and essence of Deen lies in good counsel itself Mm -hmm. if we listen to nasiha all of these things will have a good effect on our heart so what it means then is if we ever do anything bad with our ears listen to anything sinful with our ears we should try to offset that effect by listening to something beneficial spiritual with our ears something pious something of virtue with our ears Mm -hmm. so the first avenue to our column was a person's eyes the second avenue to our Qalb is a person's tongue. And the third avenue to a person's Qalib or spiritual heart is their ears or their hearing. And the fourth thing is our actions. Everything that we do, and we can imagine this, our limbs and our organs, every anything and everything that we do will have a direct effect on our Qalb. If we do righteous actions, A'malus we will have a very positive effect on our cult. It will purify our heart. It will restore our heart to its original pristine purity. If, however, we commit bad actions, i.e. actions that are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then doing those actions will pollute our heart severely, will blacken our heart, darken our heart, thicken our heart, and disease our heart. And sometimes such actions, which are called sins, these sinful actions can even wipe away and erase years of zikr that a person may have done. Sometimes it may happen that a person has spent so much time in zikr, and they will lose all of that, all of the beneficial effects of that zikr, just by doing even a few hours of sin. They may. But the beauty of this, let me, this not the topic of tonight, but let me make this point clear. And this is one of the greatest things that I ever learned about the sawas. And that is the following. That a person may do years and years of zikr, ida'at, and ibadat. A person would do years and years of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of the obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and all of those years can be wiped away by a single day of sin, even by just a few hours of sin. Completely wiped away. But even more incredible is that those days or those hours of sin that were able to wipe away those years and decades of worship and remembrance and obedience, those days and hours of sin can be completely wiped away by just moments and seconds of tawbah. This is the incredible mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That due to just a moment or a second of true Tawbah, Tawbah to Nasuh, Allah Ta'ala wipes away the hours and days and all of the sinful actions. And then Allah Ta'ala wipes away all of the effects of those sins. In other words, Allah Subhanahu restores to us. All of those years and years of ibadat and zikr, all of the kifiyat and the ahwal, that same maqam, that rutbah, that daraja, that same wilayat, that same nisbat is restored due to the power of tawbah. Allahu And this is the most biggest mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm. That even a person who worked hard to attain this nisbat with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to attain this wilayat, and then was so foolish to risk that nisbat, endanger that nisbat, to destroy that nisbat due to a just few hours or day of sin. If they could make even just a few seconds or moments of true Allah Ta'ala will wipe away those sins and wipe away what all of the effect of those sins, i.e. restore that person back, give that person back all of the effects, all of the purifying effects all of the salim effects bring that person back to that Qalbun salim which they had worked hard to attain for years and years which they had lost entirely and we shouldn't underemphasize that which they can potentially lose entirely due to their sins but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will restore it to them entirely due to their tawbah and sometimes even allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after their tawbah, will not just wipe away the sins, will not just restore to them in entirety everything they had strived for before they sinned, but may even give them a mazid, may even give them something greater, bestow upon them more as a result of that tawbah from what they even initially had before they committed that sin.
0: Subhanallah.
1: And this is what shows us that for those of us who are sinners... What is the most powerful way that we can reach this kalbun salim that is toba that is making true toba to Allah subhanahu wa taala? If we make toba to Allah subhanahu wa taala for all of those things that we did with our eyes that polluted our heart, if we make toba from all of those things that we did with our tongue that polluted our heart, if we make toba from all of those things that we did with our ears that polluted our heart. If we make Tawbah for all of the things that we did with our limbs and our organs that polluted our heart, then Allah SWT can wipe away and wash away all the sins from our heart and bestow upon us this path and the nur of the Qalbun Salim. May Allah tell, accept our Tawbah, each and every one of us, our intention and our niyat of Tawbah. <speaking in Hebrew>
0: Jazakallah, for the beautiful advice uh, to all our listeners on uh, the various aspects and states of the heart. Sheikh, inshallah, will be ending with a dua.
1: Bismillah Sheikh. SubhanAllah, Muhammad, mm-hmm. nice. Ya Allah, we have wronged ourselves, we have oppressed ourselves. Ya Allah, we have misused our eyes, we have misused our tongues. We have misused our ears. Mm-hmm. We have misused almost every single limb and organ of our body. Mm-hmm. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have polluted our own hearts. Ya Allah, we ask that you forgive us for all of these sins. Ameen. We ask that you forgive us for the sins of the eye. Ameen. Forgive us for the sins of the tongue. Ameen. Forgive us for the sins of the ears. Ameen. Forgive us for the sins of each and every limb and organ of our body. Ameen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, we wish to use our eyes and our ears in your obedience. We Ameen. wish to use our tongues in your obedience and remembrance Amen. Ya Allah we wish to use each and every Limb and organ of our body only in Your worship and remembrance and pleasure Amen. Amen. Ya Allah we ask that you accept us And accept each and every aspect Of us, each and every organ Amen. Limb, faculty and sense of us to Only for those Amal that will bring us back To the Qalb Salim And we ask that you save us and protect us from any and all actions that will lead to a polluted heart. We, Allah, we ask refuge and seek refuge in you from a polluted heart. We seek refuge from from you. We seek refuge in you from the actions that pollute our heart. Ya Allah, we ask that you change our hearts, that you revive our hearts, that you illuminate our hearts, that you accept our hearts as your home once again, that you sound your special gaze of mercy onto our heart. Ya Allah, we come to you you not as the muttaqin, but we come to you as the tawwabin. Ya Allah, we ask that you accept our tawbah. Ameen. We ask that you accept our forgiveness.
0: Ameen. We ask that
1: you send your special mercy our way. Ameen. We ask that you wipe away all of the effects of our sin. Ameen. We ask that you restore to us all of the states of our worship. Ya Rabbekanim, we ask that you restore to us all of the states of our good deeds. That we have wiped away through committing our sins. Ya Rabbekanim, we make tawbah of our sin. Ameen. And we seek and we yearn to come back to you the true truest and closest of paths Ya Allah, we ask that you make us your maqarrab We ask that you draw us ever and ever nearer to you Ever and ever closer to you And that you accept us amongst your ibad s
0: وبركاته